You're listening to ABA One-on-One Podcast. Come explore the no-strings-attached e-news online magazine. Our global array of authors inspire, delight, and educate with practical and entertaining articles. And with Focus On, we help producers of film, web series, and other video content attract a wider audience. Plus, your project can stream on Roku, Apple TV, Fire TV, and more with our media partners E360 TV and NETV. No strings attached e-news, focusing on human interest. Advertising available, nsaen.com. The ABA Experience Card is the ultimate basketball membership. You pay one time and get access to ABA games and events, hotel and resort members only pricing, restaurants, movies and online shopping offers. There are specials for kids and some great me time offers internationally and locally. So if you haven't gotten yours yet, what are you waiting on? For more info, go to www.aba1on1.club. Hey guys, it's time for a new episode of ABA One on One. Open up, yeah. Open up now. Open up. Open up, yeah. Open up. Open up. Open up Hey guys, welcome back to another ABA one-on-one special guest in the house, Gene Banks, San Antonio Spurs and Chicago Bulls. I got my boy Rick with me and uh, we're going to talk basketball today. Gene, welcome to uh, ABA one-on-one, man. Well, thank you for having me. I mean, us getting together, it's been been trying because I've been very, very, very busy, but uh, I'm glad to be uh, a part of this and thank you. Thanks for asking me. All, good all the people in Sydney, Australia are going to be excited about hearing you too, Gene. Oh, Sydney, Australia, man. I, I've been all over the world, but I've never been to Sydney, Australia. I lived in Paris. I lived in Italy. I lived in Argentina. I lived in Peru. I lived in, geez. Israel? Yeah, I was in Israel for four years. And, uh, Rick. You know, Australia is one of the places I've never got a chance to visit. Rick, you dirty dog, you did it to me again. That's another person I got to add to the flight over here to Sydney now. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would be honored. I would be honored. <laughs> Start a flight. Oh, man, I got two planes already chartered. We're going to have to add you to it, Gene. Now, Gene is episode what, 58? Uh, 56, 57. Yeah, 57, I think. Yeah, we're getting there, bro. That's an unbelievable guest, too. Not any, not any as any good as, as Gene, though. I'm, I'm so happy. Um, you, you guys are throwing numbers out. 57, 58, what? Episode. Oh, episode. Oh, oh, I'm honored. I'm honored. Okay, thank you. <laughs> when, when you get a chance, Gene, go back and look at some of the people we've had on. Oh, I surely will. Believe me, I will. It's been incredible. It's right from Rick Barry to Artis Gilmore. I mean, it's been uh, to, to, I will definitely listen. I will definitely listen to them and uh, definitely support your show, no doubt. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, we, it. We appreciate it. We appreciate well, it. Well, before we get uh, into your early career, which I want to talk a little bit about when you, when you were in high school and did all this stuff in Philadelphia, uh, tell us a little bit, tell our viewers a little bit about what you're doing now. You mentioned something about being the athletic director at Gaston College. Yeah, right now I'm, I am, uh, well, here, here's what it is. Gaston College is a junior college, two-year college. Uh, 
is one of the top in technology and is also one of the top in the engineering and so forth. As junior colleges go to students go to get the certificate and go to the bigger schools, they hadn't had sports in 50 years. The last player that they had or last team they had was when Leonard Hamilton, yep. who was the coach of Florida State, played at Gaston College. Uh, he, matter of fact, in one game, he scored 57 points. And then apparently uh, they closed it down and it's been, hasn't been that way since. I was in Gaston for a, a group that was trying to buy, buy a baseball team uh, with a new, new stadium. And that's how I got to connect with Dr. John Hoosier. Uh, he was talking about how he was trying to get the sports back. Uh, and he brought it to my attention. He would like to see if I would be interested. And I thought about it. I already had my plate full or something, but this is something where you can start your legacy, put your f- fingerprint on it. And uh, now we have it. And after getting that done, I got a promotion, so to speak. I guess you call it a promotion. I'm the special advisor slash assistant to the president. Yep. Gene, I, I want to say this. It's ironic that you said all that about 50 years ago. Let me tell you a little bit of trivia. And 50 years ago, I'm going to date my age a little bit here now. I played against Gaston. <laughs> I was a freshman at Lee's McCray Junior College then. And we uh, we went to Gaston and tried to run with them. i never forget our junior college coach said, you can't run with these guys. And we thought, oh, yes, we can. And we got we got hammered. We got beat about 35. So they had to come with Banner Elk, North Carolina, the, about two weeks later. And we kind of held the ball. No shot clock in those days. No doubt. We ended up upsetting them. But I remember talking to Leonard Hamilton about that, and he laughed. He remembered that. 50 wow. <laughs> wow. Leonard's a good guy. He was hes very oh. he was very instrumental in, in getting this piece going. And uh, I talked with him uh, when we were first doing the development of it and got his blessings, and he's been very, very supportive. I'm very yeah. thankful for that. He, he's, a, he's a class act, no question about that. But uh, totally. Leonard Hamilton is, is awesome, no question. Uh, now let's talk about a little bit about when you were being recruited. I know you were you were uh, with West Philly, and you were pretty hot hot item then. Tell me about a little bit about your recruitment, how you ended up at Duke. Well, it's really interesting. Uh, those were the best of times. I tell you, it was amazing. I was playing on a team coached by Joe Goldenberg at West Philly High School, and uh, you know we we. Oof. I had players on the team. Clarence Tillman was on that team. He went, he went to Kentucky afterwards. Uh, Joe Garrett was, I'm six, I was six, six. Clarence was six, six. Joe Garrett was six, nine. Uh, that was our front line in high school. Wow. Uh, Joe Garrett got a scholarship at Texas El Paso. Then we had Darrell Warwick. Uh, we called him City Lights. He went on to Hampton and played along with Rick Mahorn at Hampton. Uh, and then we had a guy named Mike, Mike Nichols who went ahead and got a scholarship at University of Delaware. So, and then my backup, you wouldn't, you'll be surprised who my backup was. My backup was Burke Biggs, but his real name was Tyrell Biggs. Oh, he, he fought against Mike Tyson. Oh, oh, oh. oh my goodness. I did yeah, not know he, that. Yeah. He got pummeled. He got pummeled, but you know, he had that alley style play and, uh, but Burke was my backup, uh, great, good basketball player, left-handed, um, uh, he was really, really good, but uh, you know, he went on to decide to, to be a boxer, and he won the he was he won the Olympic super heavyweight gold medal, you know. So, uh, uh, yep, yep, Tyrell Biggs. Tyrell wow. Biggs. But you, uh, uh, go ahead, Eugene, about him getting pummeled. 
I bet when that payday, paycheck came in, it wasn't too much pummeling to that. Well, yeah, but you know, you got to remember the boxing at the time. He he was dealing with Don King and those guys. You know, oh, that's right, yeah. Don King would, you know, you have a three million dollar purse or two million dollar purse, you wind up if you're lucky to have twenty five thousand dollars out of the whole deal. <laughs> so true. <laughs> so uh, he he went through that situation. Him, Larry Holmes, and the rest of them. But uh, yeah, our team was very, very, very good. Uh, we got named the national champion. That was when they first started giving the total national championship uh, knowledge and notoriety uh, because my coach left us a schedule where we played against other teams and we went up to Washington, played the best team in Washington. We went to Pittsburgh up and played Bashir, who had a team, Michael Cosby to us, beat them in a buzzer beater. We went to Dunbar. Dunbar was famous. You know, with oh, yes, yes, they were. Baltimore. We sold out a $17,000 uh, arena to play them and that's how we propelled up to number one because they was number five or six in the country. They had Ernest Graham that played with oh, Maryland. Yeah. Maryland. Yep. So we 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 went ahead and uh, we we went thirty and zero, uh, which was unbelievable. And uh, uh, the recruitment was crazy. Um, I I had to I was to be able to choose six schools. Back in the day, earlier you can visit as many schools as you want to, but I think the NCAA they put a clamp on it. And they told us that you only allowed to, play, to visit six schools. Now, in the six schools I picked, the well, five of them first was Michigan, Notre Dame, UCLA, uh, NC State, and Carolina, uh, because I saw them on TV. You know, and it, it, they didn't call it really big. It was not March Madness name right then, but it was in March. And I had one more school to visit, and my English teacher, Ms., uh, God rest his soul, the late Dr. William H. Devwaller would talk about Duke uh, because I had a book I gave to him when he was giving me some tutoring. It wasn't about the team. <laughs> it, was, it was about the school, the, the architecture school, because Duke was in last place for like three years in a row. Um, right. Right. So I, to get him off my back, I said, I'll go visit, just to get him to stop talking about Duke and visiting. It wasn't about basketball, it was about academics. Um, so I wasn't able to be at home. Digger Phelps was, 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 was rough. He stayed on me hard, uh, Notre Dame. Uh, I canceled the trip to Michigan because I was just burnt out. I went to NC State and uh, they had Clyde Austin. Norm Sloan was a coach. My mom loved Norm Sloan. Uh, you know, I would come in later in the afternoon and I looked through, I always looked through the window before I came in the house to see what recruiters were in the house. And Norm Sloan would be stretched out eating my mom's cooking. You know, he, <laughs> he, he would be knocked out. Um, Dean Smith came. He came with uh, Eddie Fogler and Roy Williams and Guthridge. I mean, he came with the whole lot. And they looked, wow. like, they looked like the men in black. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I sat on the table. My mom put the chairs out, and they were they were very intimidating, you know. But uh, uh, they left. Uh, I went to UCLA, and UCLA would have had me lock, stock, and barrel. You know, when I saw Tom Bradley, who was a black mayor at the time, saw Will Chamberlain with the Johnny Carson show. But the key of it is, I went to Hugh Hefner's mansion. Wow. Now, a young boy, 17 years old, <laughs> going <laughs> to the mansion of Hugh Hefner's with the Playboy But Man. Oh, if my had, God. If they had the letter of intent that day, I would have signed it. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> That's all I can say. But to get more back, the thing at Duke, uh, it, it got kind of rough to the point where you know, I liked the attention, but, you know, Philadelphia was trying their best to stay home, for me to stay home. And I would have, um, 
the choice I was going, I was going to go to University of Penn um, because Tim Smith that played with me back when I was in 10th grade was there. Uh, it would have been me stay, staying home, staying for the big five, blah, blah, blah. But Ivy League was the only league in NCAA that did not allow freshmen to play varsity basketball. They didn't change their rules. Everybody else changed their rules. Yeah, you remember, right. You got to remember back in the 60s when you remember uh, Duke and Bob McAdoo at Carolina and Art Heyman at Duke, they couldn't play varsity. They, uh, they had to play freshman teams. But wow. uh, because they had that rule that ruled out University of Pennsylvania, make a long story short, it was crazy. I, I couldn't stay home a lot, but I came home and I asked my mom, I said, mom, I really don't know where I want to go. All the schools are just as good as the other school. And she stood there at the door, uh, my bedroom door. She says, I want you to stay in this room. I want you to pray about it. And, uh, you know, we, we had a church in our basement kind of thing, you know. So she locked, closed my door. She locked it. She never locked my door. She says, I'm going to keep everybody away. Let you just relax. I, I laid back, put my head on the pillow, put my music on. And when I went <laughs> to sleep, when I went to sleep, I dreamt, I dreamt of having a Duke uniform on. And really, it is what happened. <laughs> I dreamt of playing, going to Coliseum, going to all these things. I dreamt of wearing a, a Duke uniform and, and playing and so forth. When I got up the next morning, I told my mom, I said, Mom, I know I want to go. She didn't even ask me. I said, I know I want to go. She said, I'm calling the school. The school said, don't come up for another two hours. We're going to get to press me. They want to know. And we walked up to the school and I went in. When I told them, <laughs> when I told them Duke University, <laughs> people lost their damn minds. <laughs> They said, what, what the hell? Does Duke even have a basketball team? <laughs> <laughs> they were in last place in the ACC for like four or five years in a row. Yeah, that's right. Um, so uh, I just said, no, I, I, I believe that God has given me a vision to, to, uh, to go there and make them a national power and uh, blah, blah, blah. And everybody just thought, they just, the, the news guys ran out the room because back then they didn't have cell phones where you could call. You had to run and find a phone to get to school. Pay phone. Yeah, That's pay it. phone. That's they it. had to find any phone. And they were have quarter too. And they had the quarter, but they were at the school. So they were getting along the lines there to tell people that I was at, uh, you know, that that was decision was made. No one even knew whatever the case may be. This was one of those times. I, I'm not a preacher or anything. But this is one of those times I listened to God and uh, he stared me through this. And, you know, everything I dreamt about when I went to Duke, my freshman year, the first year, everything happened. Everything oh, I happened. remember that. Wow. And that's a true story. I'm not making that up. You know, why would I go to Duke when they were horrible? But when I went down to the campus, you know, I said, I, we drove, I, I had an entourage with us. And, you know, what people don't know is going to be in my book. I took my girlfriend with me to do. <laughs> Ooh. Yes. Wow. She got a scholarship. Wow. Legally. That. She got she got it legally. She was an all-A student. She was on a roll. They worked it out, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and I'm sure there was a few little kicks here and there, but <laughs> yeah. you know, that wasn't, you know, that was all really done behind the scenes. Not, that wasn't something I, I demanded at all, but it was working through it and I was fine with it. And uh, she was going with me and um, yeah, she went to school with me, well, but we broke up the first year we were there. So that's another, that's another that's, story. That's another story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> another story for a different day, right? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> well, uh, Gene, it is going to change it a little bit. I, I want to get your opinion. You know, the hot news right now, just to get your view on this is uh, Kyrie and, and uh, Ben Simmons, uh, yeah. 
but I know you can talk about, we can talk about this all night, but just, just briefly tell me what, what you, how do you look at this thing? Yeah, I'll make it clear. You know, Kyrie, Kyrie comes from a different mindset and the way he likes to do things. The one thing he knows, he knows he's got power and he picks his picks and chooses the time when he wants to do things and when he doesn't want to do things. That's a little disturbing in one aspect, if you, if you know his resume and his past history, especially talking about the, the, the about, about the, the, the world being flat and some other stuff. You know, that, that's oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, Kyrie is that type of guy. But he, he's really he's a very giving person. He's a very loving person. But he goes sidetracked sometimes that we don't understand uh, what he's trying to say. Um, my biggest thing with Kyrie is that, and like most people, this is a policy that they're making, the NBA is making, New York has a policy. He has to abide by it because, you know, I know he has, he's feel he's powerful enough to make it, and he's right. It's his choice, it's his decision. You don't want to get vaccinated, hey, no problem. But you got to remember, you're getting paid quad triple millions of dollars uh, to play for this team, play for the organization of the NBA, and this is what they're, they're mandating. So now if you want to do that, fine. So then you just step aside, you go aside and you handle your situation uh, and deal with that, but you're going to lose out on the compensation that you have so well created. Now, I, I, I'm for him on freedom of speech and so forth, but what I'm saying to him is that he knows that this is what the situation is, this is how it is. If he doesn't comply, then he's not going to play. Uh, now, they can come with a new lawsuit or whatever the case may be, but make a long story short, um, I would say to Kyrie just I'll make a demand to see scientists tell us uh, he has a power to say, tell us what's in this, in the vaccines, what kind of chemicals or whatever's in it. That would be great if he did that and said, well, this is what I'm hearing. This is what's happened. Then let's, I don't want to put it in my body because a lot of us don't know what's in the vaccine. You know, we're just trusting that it's a vaccine that's going to help us. But he has a good statement to be a voice to say, OK, I want to know what's in it and the effects of it in A, B, C and D. That's what he has. But to make a long story short, there's not really a big argument if the, the government of the NC, of the NBA and, and the, well, it's New York City. It's the state of yeah. New York. Yeah, it's a, it's a state. So he's got a double whammy on it, and uh, he's making a very. And then he has a history of saying some some things. But he's a Duke brother. Um, I'm not for or against what he says. Uh, I'm a for for his freedom of speech, but. This world now, everybody's got so much freedom of speech. It's crazy. You know, some of the things is freedom of speech. Agreed. Some foolishness. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Now, the thing about Ben Simmons, here's about Ben Simmons. Now, Ben Ben needs to be traded. He's got to go. Uh, He he, he used a certain type of ploy of saying he didn't want to come back. But, you know, Philly Philly is vicious. Uh, The fans are vicious. And they're not going to forgive him. They even booed him at a Flyers game. He wouldn't even at the game, and they brought his <laughs> team up. So it's it's going to be very very uncomfortable. Uh, they're a good team with him, uh, him and Embiid. They'll they'll go a certain level, but they won't get to the conference championship uh, because he has some deficiencies with the shooting. His confidence is shot. I mean, it, it's it's really shot. Uh, but he's a great he's a good player. He's six you know he's a six ten Magic Johnson plays good defense. But that thing in his head about him shooting. That's never going to get away because, especially in Philly, because uh, that's all. Every time he takes a shot, if he makes a lot of them, they're happy. If he doesn't, they're going to roast him, especially after this. So he, 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 they need to get rid of him. I think I think that's what they're trying to do, uh, it, and it, it's just it's just a bad bad thing for everybody all around, even then. Hey, I'll, I'll tell you one little thing. Like I, 
I watch a lot of the I watch a lot of these players today, and and personally, I think some players shoot too much. Like uh, I watched a couple of games, the guys come down, miss a shot from ninety feet out, and then come back down and take one from seventy feet out, and miss, and then come back down, and take one from you know sixty feet, and miss, and it's like it's no big deal. Like everybody keeps rolling, you know. So I don't know, man. Like uh, well, I think let's, let's 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 be clear. They, they, they jump higher, they are faster, their yeah. bodies are there's so much. But the biggest thing about with these young players, they, their cerebral mind is, is, is at a different level. Um, yeah, Curry is one of the greatest shooters of all time. There's no Agreed. doubt about it. Unbelievable. But he, he works in their offense. And now the defensive, if you see how the defense is played in the NBA, um, it's almost like what football did with the quarterbacks. No touching, no this, that, and the other thing. Yes. It's horrible. I mean, until the playoffs happen, and now you see the guys that really play defense help and, and so forth and so on. So, um, you know, the game has changed so much. It's almost like watching a PlayStation game, you know? <laughs> yep, there you go. They're going up and down. Who's going to shoot? Who's not going to shoot? You don't see nobody taking taking credit or, or taking that on them to shut them down, except for a guy like Beverly who played for the Clippers. I love him. Cause he don't care. He coming at you defensively. <laughs> you know, he coming at, he talking smack. That was old school. That was old school. But yeah. all these other guys, they'll just stay in the front and they'll put their hand up. They'll move over a little bit, but guys are just, you know, LeBron with his, with his power and by, he's just bullying them down there. And and they doing it because they watched him and then they, 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 he's the King, you know, let him go and get his, I'll come back and make a nice little move across over ooh and ah, and that's good. But they don't have no pride. Uh, in themselves of stopping nobody, containing anybody like they used to do it back in the day. Agreed. Yeah. Well, you know, um, this thing with Ben Simmons, though, I, I, like you said, I think it's a it's a confidence thing now. And Nelson got in his head, and uh, but you know, he's a, he's an unbelievable talent. Incidentally, he's an Australian. Is that yeah, not right? He, I, I think he's I think he's amazing. Yeah, I mean, he, I, and I think if they work with him differently. And change, you know, they, they didn't handle it, they did not handle it properly. And then people started making it a big thing that he couldn't shoot. He could, he, he's, a, he's a facilitator, he could, he's a scorer. Um, now you're trying to, you know, you, you, something gets risen up to push and fish. He's got to score, he's got to score. No, he's doing what he has to do. You need to put another person in place to do all the other stuff, which they tried to do with Tobias Harris, but Tobias was inconsistent. So now this all it was all on putting the pressure on Ben. They created this thing with that because they, they, him and Embiid are good. They play well together. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. But, but the thing is, you know, now it's, it's like he, he, they're playing with his heart, his spirit, the whole nine yards. He knows that Philadelphia's going to be rough on him, which is, and you can't, you can't live like that. Even in the city, he doesn't even go out. So, I mean, that's not a good thing, but I love him as a player. He, he just needs to go somewhere else and restart somewhere else. And and, and yeah, even doing right. that sometimes is not going to always be uh, the best thing. I, I love the way everyone's saying that uh, Westbrook is not a good fit for the Lakers. And I watch them playing, even though they're still getting used to each other. And they look pretty damn hot to me. Like, you yeah, know, yeah, <laughs> the Lakers, the Lakers, are, you know, listen, you got to remember back in back when even when I played Boston Celtics, they had a power team. OK, the difference yep. was. The, the Lakers had a power team. The Sixers had a power team. Okay, yep. these guys have power teams, and nobody really talks about that like these guys do now. The only difference was 
management put those teams together where now the players talk to each other and they and their agents are putting these teams together. It's a big difference of the control of how it's been than what it was. Oh, yeah. But nobody said anything about Boston being strapped, Bird, McHale, Parrish, Dennis Johnson. Holy yep. God. I mean, they were loaded. <laughs> Bill Walton, even though Bill was a Danny Ainge. I mean, come on. Oh, Doc, yeah. Sixers had Dot. They had one time they had McGinnis, Moses, Andrew Tony, Mo Cheeks, yep. Bobby Jones. Come on. Yep. <laughs> Mark Averoni. Mark Averoni. Yeah. But, you know, the difference in that, I think it is, those guys – those guys were brought through the system. Those guys were drafted. Most of those guys were drafted by that team. I know Dr. J came out of the OABA, but uh, most of those guys got drafted. Like Magic went to the Lakers. And, you know, so I think that's that's the biggest difference now than that is putting all these teams together. Yeah. I mean, Kareem came from Milwaukee. You know, he, he came from there and Magic got drafted. They they, they, they knew they had some, but they weren't sure what they had. Because you got to remember, uh, I forgot who was a coach uh, at the time. Not Riley. Uh, Westhead. Yeah, Westhead was there. Paul Westhead. Got yeah. Yeah, Jamal Wilkes. You know who was who was, who was amazing and Silk. Uh, yeah, the Silk was Silk ran, wore me out a little bit, but um, <laughs> yeah, these guys had. Then you got remember the Sixers brought in McGinnis. They also brought in Doc. They also brought in Moses. Um, but Cheeks was drafted. Uh, Bobby, they brought in Bobby Jones because Bobby was playing the ABA with the Denver Nuggets at one time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those are the guys we've really we've had on the show. We had Rick Barry on the show, and uh, he was he was talking about that. You know, when they when the ABA consolidated or they merged with the NBA, all what stuff went through with that. That was that was amazing. The players that come out of the ABA, I think half of them was on the All Star team next year. Yeah, I mean they. they the, the, the NBA, NBA was just so conservative and stuck in their ways. And yep. they saw that these guys had a different type of skill set. Uh, they were bold to be excited. That's why they, they even brought some of the stuff from the NBA over to the NBA. You know, so yep. uh, it, it's amazing how the, the change has been from all that situation. Who, who were some of the players you played with in San Antonio? Uh that was I was blessed. Now, the greatest the greatest gift I got was able I was able to play with the Iceman. I mean, no one would ever believe how it feels to play with a guy where you can sit back and watch him score sixty nine or seventy three <laughs> points. It's, it, 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 it was style and not sweat. That's you know I played with two of the greatest scores, Michael Jordan as well. Years after, but uh, with Ice, you know, just watched him work out and shoot. Uh, it was just amazing. And uh, then Artis Gilmore got traded to us and got to play with Artis Gilmore, big fellow. If Artis was, uh, everybody says this, if Artis was just a mean giant, nasty, we'd have, easy, we'd have won a championship. We won a championship. I'm not putting it all on him. And if Ice would have been, Ice was just so cool. If, if he had just been nasty, we're going to win this like Moses would do. We'd have won the championships. We, we played the Lakers back-to-back in Western Conference championships. Wow. I'm not forsaken. You dropped 44. Yeah, I dropped. <laughs> Did I read that right? I no, dropped. That, 40, I read I dropped, that upside down. I, no, I spent. <laughs> <laughs> like, we won't be very, very, very clear tonight. <laughs> it was, yeah. I spent. I spent. Uh, really, I spent the night talking with Ice. You know, Stan was getting on me all the time and screaming and howling. And Ice is big as where he, he put everybody out of his room, and he said, "Yo, young fellow, let me tell you this. I love what he talks. He says." 
He said, when you was in high school, West Philly, what did you do? Score. He said, when you was at Duke, you led the, you led the league in scoring. What did you do? Score. When you play in the NBA, you got to score, baby. He said, your best defense is your offense. And that's what you need to do. Wow. I went to bed, man. I'm looking up at the ceiling. I said, yeah, I know I can score. I know that I'm trying to play my role, doing all this. I just said, I'm going to let it all go. And the next day, I went off. I just went off. And uh, one time, Stan called a timeout. He says, God damn it. He says, excuse my French. He says, damn it. I got to run this play for ice. Ice only had like 12 points. I'm, I'm, I'm already at 25 in the first half, 22 or 25, whatever. And Stan goes, we're going to run this ice. Ho, 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 Stan. He said, damn it. Look, he said, young fellow over there, don't want no damn play for me. You better run and play for that boy right there. He said, let him keep. He said, let him keep rolling. Don't worry about me. And everybody looked up at me. I stand up there like gleaming like a like like a kid at, at Christmas. Like, damn, he backed me like that. The ice man backed me. He said, come on. He said, come on, Stan. Let's get out of get out of this timeout. Run that shit for him. And that was it. Wow. Yep. Yeah. I love the ice man, man. I love him. I love him. Well, uh, one of my last questions for you, Gene, I've been thinking about this. If you're giving advice, now you're going to be doing this now to you at Gaston Community College, Gaston Junior College. Yeah. A kid comes in as a freshman, young kid coming in. What advice are you going to give him in terms of athletic career? Well, the biggest thing he's got to have, the first thing, he's got to have love for the game. You know, there's nothing else. These guys have, you know, you got to have that kind of love for the game. You can't play this game now just because you see this is a stepping stone to go to the next level. Because most of the guys are going to college now from AU programs. Therefore, their, their parents and everybody's looking at them. You're going to play this AU program. You're going to go from here to Duke or Carolina, Kentucky. You're only going to be there for one year. Okay. So they're looking at the pros right off the bat and you can't look too far ahead. If, if Kobe Bryant and Larry Bird and people like that haven't shown you their work ethics. I mean, we used to come in the, in the gym and the lights are still off when we come in to play Boston and Larry Bird's out there shooting in a dim light. When I with Kobe the same way. Kobe would be coming, we're coming in, it's five o'clock. The game's not until seven, seven thirty. We're coming in. Kobe's on the court. He's sweating lathered up on one half of the court, getting ready for this game at 5 30. So mm. when you guys dedicate themselves. You got to really dedicate your game. LeBron is, is LeBron. You got to give LeBron credit. He really works on his body. He works on keeping himself in shape. So that's what makes these to be a great player. You have to go through greatness and you have to go through brimstones of fire and you're going to get tested and you're going to, you know, you're going to go against other people that are coming after you. So you have to have your inner spirit strong. There's no doubt about it, whether it's your family and all that to be a great, there's a lot of good players. But to be a great player, you got to have that internal fortitude. And like a lot of guys came from the hood, you saw how they were. You know, they had that they had that fortitude where you weren't just going to you know lay. They weren't going to lay down. They were going to come at you. The only problem is they just didn't have discipline, and they can get angry at times. And the mental thing, they, they get frustrated. So you have to have those whole packages and have a good support unit behind you to be able to go forward if that's what your goal is. But always have something to back up on. But you have to train and you have to love the game and you have to really put yourself through rigorous training to make sure your body's ready for all that. Cause it's changed now. Guys are getting hurt. The drop of a hat now. Oh yeah. 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 And I don't know if it's the food. I don't know if it's, it's the, the gravity, you know, these guys are jumping out of the gym, you know, what you got Zion Williamson, 
you know, Zion's going to have some problems for all his career. He's out now. So, you know, the guy with that big body that that jumps, I mean, God almighty, the way he jumps is incredible. He's a great kid. But these guys, they start getting those injuries. LeBron, too. LeBron is going to play hard, and all of a sudden, that's what's going to be the Lakers' problem. How these guys, AD, another one. AD gets hurt every year. So it's going to be a big change. Luckily, they got Westbrook. Westbrook's an animal. You know, he's a he's an energizing bunny. But uh, they, they all want to fill themselves out. Yeah, it should be interesting. LeBron's been doing hey. this for 19 years. Yep. So I think yep. that, that to me, and he doesn't do any load management. LeBron, he's every night. But he's going to have, I think he's going to have to start doing it a little bit. because You're right. Latter of the season. Yeah. Yeah, latter of the season, you know, they, they just they just constantly go on that flying, man. It's, you know, your body your body goes to it. People don't realize the, science, the scientists of it, yeah. you know. It, 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 your body starts breaking, especially those guys, because they're eating different types of foods now. It's all kind of chemicals and foods, you know, even though they're eating, still trying to eat right. And then you just constantly going and moving and fast. It's your body wasn't designed for all that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Hey, brother, we got about three, four minutes left here. Look, um, who you got your eye on uh, in the NBA this year? It's it's tough. I mean, when I, I, I coached for the Wizards for from 2009 to 2012 with Flip Saunders, the late Flip Saunders. And I fell in love with them because I fell in love with John Wall. I fell in love with JaVale McGee. I had I had those as my rookies, uh, Nick Young, Andre Blatch. They were like the three stooges, man. They were just yeah. silly. You know, but but uh and then I look at the NBA. Uh you know, it, it, it's tough. I, it's hard to pick someone. I just like to see a good game. You look at the Nets, what they got. Uh, Phoenix, Phoenix was a great story to, 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 to push behind, you know, to watch some guys play. So yeah. um, I'm looking forward to see what Golden State's going to do when Clay comes back because they'll, they'll shake up a lot of stuff going on in that West. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's what I'm looking to see. Well, see how the Lakers do. There's 10, there's 10 or 12 teams. Well, I don't know about 10 or 12. Probably eight or 10 could legitimately win this thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's great. I, I, think, I think it's the greatest time in, in, in basketball for the NBA, but I, I still don't like the way they, they still play bas- play defense like, you know, whatever. I, I don't like that. That part. <laughs> I have a problem with it. Oh, man. Well, look, brother, we, we thank you. We thank you for all that. And uh, I'm glad you uh, made that two-hour drive to get 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 to us here. Um, tell us real quick before we get out of here, where can uh, our fans catch up with you at? Like, uh, I know you got a show as well. Yeah, I have, I have a podcast called The Bank Shop with Gene Banks. Uh, it's on Spotify. You can also go to www.genebankslegend.com. I have a website there. You can go in there. You'll love it. You'll see some West Philadelphia stuff, some Spurs stuff. Cool. Plus, you also can get, can gain the, the podcast from there. There's a podcast section. And I got 25 to, 30, <coughs> 25 to 30 shows on there with Ralph Sampson, Bob McAdoo, Lindsey Harding, Joe Crawford. Remember the Oh, Ralph my Joe goodness. Crawford? Excellent, brother. Uh, you have to love go in Joe and Crawford. Out. Go check it. It's, it's a great story. Great story. So right. you can go ahead in the podcast and get all that. All right. Well, you know, our fans, you know, uh, our show's called ABA 101. We're fans of the ABA, the original ABA, the ABA kind of where it is now. And we're fans of basketball. So we always keep it all about basketball on this show. We want to thank you, man. Uh, we'll do this again for sure. Uh, like I said, you know, uh, it was it was so um, thoughtful of you to you know, make that quick two hour drive from your other destination to get to the back so you could get onto the show. So we appreciate that. We're not going to uh, play like that wasn't 
special because it was. And I well, uh, look forward to chatting with you again. want to thank you for being on ABA 101, brother. I do want to say Rick Barry doesn't get the credit that he deserved as, as a great player. I wanted to say oh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Rick, you should listen to our show with him. You on. should listen to the Rick Barry show. <laughs> I will. I It'll will. crack you up. It'll yeah. crack you up. Yeah. He keeps he it brutally honest. Thing. Gene, he said Rick Barry says the same thing. <laughs> yep. he, doesn't, he doesn't get the credit. Yep. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, we got to wrap it up. Hey, thank you for um, being on once again. And Rick, hey, you know, hanging in there with me, brother. I appreciate it. And thank you to all the fans for checking us out. We'll do it again next week. Everybody thank take you, care. Gene, Have a good weekend. Thank Gene, you, Australia. Thank Gene, you. Gene right, I appreciate guys. you, man. Thank you. <laughs> Keep in touch, Rick. We'll talk some I more. I will, for sure. For sure. Australia! Right, Gene. Yo, Gene, we out. <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys, CJ here. We currently have a few positions available for relationship managers. If you would like the opportunity to work in sports marketing, this could be it. The ABA is the largest pro league in the world and partnered with the AAU representing over 700,000 athletes around the world. Building business relationships and helping bring new audiences to every business we're working with is the goal. We're not limited to one state or region. Businesses partnering with sports is always a win-win for the community. Sound interesting? Then drop us an email and give more information at jobs at aba101.club. And we'll get back to you right away. Here's your chance to own something really unique. The NFT market for sports is booming and we are getting in the game. We are launching unique collectibles of the awesome guests we have had on our show. Each one unique and they all come loaded with info on our guests and a special gift from our sponsors valued at $500. Get yours now. Just go to our website, www.aba101.club. Well, that's going to do it for this week. Remember, you can keep up with every episode by subscribing via our website. Follow us on social media and tell your friends about us. Next week, new guests, more basketball tips, more basketball stories about the game we all love. Till then, be safe and keep your eyes on the ball. Boom.